Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. You were able to watch 36 plays. Is that why? I mean, it seems kind of strange when you see a 36-play scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. They just wanted to get them a little bit of a little bit of work, I guess, before they sent them off. Now, this it was the first day of full pads yesterday. The way they they scripted it, they did. The first team went out for six plays, second team for six, third team for six, and then uh, they did some other stuff. They did a little bit of uh, non-tackle work, and then they did some red zone and some inside run, and then they actually worked on kickoff return, which I don't usually see them do very often in spring, but they did a little bit of kickoff work. My opinion on kickoff return is just all they should be doing is telling them to just field the ball or just let it go and never <laughs> return. If you look at the numbers last year, it just makes zero sense unless unless it's like kick to the 20-yard line or something, you know, to, to return it at all. Uh, but I don't mean to, to get off pat, off track here on my thoughts on kickoff <laughs> I'm return. Really want, yeah, I was wondering how you felt about that. That's how I feel that. about it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. I, I, anyway. They got back to it after that, and then they went six more with the first, six with the, th- the twos, and then six with the threes. Uh, so able to get everybody a, a little bit of action there. Um, I've got all the stats broken down on Hog Sports from every period, the the live tackle stuff, the um, you know just what happened in the non-tackle, what happened in the in the red zone work, and and all that stuff. Uh, I thought it was probably pretty interesting. So the first play with the third group, third group goes out there, and obviously all of Arkansas's running backs are pretty experienced, right? Um, so A.J. Green goes in with the third group. So for a lot of the guys that are on the third team defense, they're true freshmen, and it's their first time to ever tackle in college. <laughs> and so A.J. Green goes 62 yards on the first play. I uh, thought that was kind of kind of comical, but, uh, yeah, that was they just, you know, Throw them in, it's live tackle, and, you know, you get smoked for 62 yards on your first play uh, by a veteran running back in A.J. Green. Uh, but it was good to see him out there, pads popping and stuff. I had my headphones in um, listening to the game. I was able to hook up to the university Wi-Fi on my phone, so I was going back and forth, checking the, you know, watching the game and, and listening to it the whole time and doing notes, and it was it was kind of fun, actually. But, uh Good thing the Hogs uh, got a win. I was able to come back and watch most of the second half uh, of the basketball game also and um, and able to put all the coverage from the last practice. That's the fifth practice, uh, and now they're off on spring break, and they'll be back Tuesday. I think it's the 28th uh, when they'll be back, and they've got ten more practices uh, from there on out. What do you think when they take a break like that? Do they usually come back and – forget everything that they learned or do they come back and have pretty con- good continuity i think there's probably a mix i think there's probably the crew that um you know goes to panama city and uh, has a party and <laughs> <laughs> there's probably the crew that football you know, players they, do that yeah yeah college students can you believe it mm. um and then there's probably the group that you know maybe doesn't do a whole lot or maybe just goes home and or maybe gets in the playbook or recognizes maybe they need to spend a little more time 
in the playbook and use that opportunity. I've always thought breaking it up like that, holding a few practices before and then, you know, doing the break, uh, you know, gives some guys that may feel like they need some extra study time to to do that. Uh, so, uh, and I think that's probably a lot of guys, especially young guys that, that probably recognize that. Uh, so you're able to kind of extend because, you know, you're supposed to do it all in like, I think five weeks is the uh, is the amount of time, something like that, uh, that you're supposed to fit the spring in, but it doesn't count spring break. So um, you're able to kind of, I guess, keep their mind on football a little longer in that regard. Update real quick from uh, Bomb Stadium. Arkansas was trailing two to nothing as they entered into the bottom half of the fourth, but Arkansas's rallied, now leading three to two over the. Um, Auburn Tigers, and early in the inning, uh, Brady Slavens homered to right field. That uh, amounted to the, it was a three-run shot, so that's the three runs for Arkansas off the bat of uh, Brady Slavens. So there you go. Um, where's my notes? I can't find them. It's like, it's like it's tied to my toe. I can't. Where did they go? I have I had it all laid out here. I thought you Trey had your, very... You tie your notes to your toe? I have never heard anybody do that. Well, that way I can sling my foot up rather quickly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, Trey, I, I think I'll ask just in random now since I can't find my notes. Who stood out for you in the scrimmage? Well, I really like Lorando Johnson uh, at corner. I think that's a I think that's a really good group. Now they were they were kind of thin because I mean you know starting with the backups, you started having you know a walk on and you know a couple other walk ons playing, but they were kind of thin at the corner spot. But they're not. They're they've got Dwight McLaughlin and they've got um, you know Ladarius Bishop, Jaheim Singletary coming in, Lorando Johnson who I mentioned, Quincy McAdoo who's hopefully going to be back after the break. Uh, so they've got some numbers there. It's just not everybody's here, and, you know, some guys are banged up. But I would say Lorando Johnson really looks the part to me. Um, you know, I was really focusing on the linebackers uh, yesterday during drills, and, uh, you know, I, I've mentioned, you know, how muscled up Antonio Greer looks to me, but also those other guys. I mean, Manny Powell is really shredded, and, and uh, you know, Jordan Crooks got – I mean, th- those guys look good in pads, I'll say that. Uh, Christopher Paul, of course. I think it's a really good-looking young group. Obviously, Greer's older, but the other guys are all, you know, guys that hopefully are all going to be around here for a while. Um, but that linebacker core, I think, is a – I think that it might overall surprise some people. Um, but, you know, if you're asking me, I can go down the roster, obviously, just like anybody. But, uh, you know, Lorando Johnson definitely jumps out to me. Um Let's see who else. Obviously, AJ Green had the 62-yard run, so that stood out. Um, you know, the offensive line. I just want to talk about the offensive line a little bit overall because, to me, and I think I might have mentioned this a little bit, but they went back with Brady Lafeham, Lafeham at left tackle. I think that might be the answer for them, unless there's an answer in the transfer portal. I just feel like when you're t- because I, I feel like most of the best players are, you know, more guard types. I thought they would probably go with Latham at, at left tackle last year, um, but they ended up going with Luke Jones. But if you put Latham at left tackle, then your guard situation, 
you know, to me, you're picking between Patrick Kudas, who was with the first team again today, uh, excuse me, yesterday. You, you know, you're talking Patrick Kudas, Takias Crawford, Joshua Braun. You know, you got three guys there that I think could, you know, battle it out for that starting spot or for those two starting spots, the three guys to kind of compete for those two starting spots. Obviously, Lemmer's your center. And then, you know, at tackle, I think you're looking at Marion Harris, Andrew Chambly, Devon Manuel, you know, kind of let those guys battle it out for the right tackle spot. To me, that just kind of makes sense. I, I think that, uh, you know, they've, they've tried different combinations like that, but I just like them best, I think, when Latham is at tackle. But Latham has a chance, by the way. I mean, he's going to be a fourth-year starter. He's got another year of eligibility. He could end up being the first five-year starter ever at Arkansas. Wow. Is he pro-material? I don't know. I think he's probably on that teeter line of, um, you know, maybe come back for an extra year kind of situation, kind of like Dalton Wagner. I think he's better than Wagner overall as a player. Um, I don't know that I would say, like, he's a a surefire NFL guy. Well, the only reason I mention that, would the year benefit him to come back in order Mm -hmm. possibly to get drafted? That's the reason why I was saying, you know, is he a pro prospect or not? So um, I just think it would be cool to come back and he would set a record, you know, for most starts ever. And He might not think it's that cool. No, Bumper Pool could have gone. He could probably could have gone and, and been drafted and, and came back, and now he's the all-time leading tackler, and that's a record that'll be hard to break. Hard to break because we're probably yes. not going to see five years of eligibility any, anymore. That's right. Hopefully not. Hopefully that never happens again. Trey, this is not. I realize there is no depth chart right now that you can really say, okay, that's it. That really is the true depth chart. Right. But but I put out uh, Kate Ford. Pardon me. <laughs> But I put out another one, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. What I'm what I'm saying is, I think I saw the most recent one that Kate Fortin was actually running number two. Uh, yeah. Am I wrong there? No, you're not. I really he, thought Jacoby Criswell was really the number two. I think he will be. It's, I think it's just a matter of time. Okay. I mean, we're. You know, we were heading into the fifth practice, so they only had four practices behind them at that point. I think it – I would be stunned if it's not Jacoby Criswell when it all shakes out. Well, I, that's that's kind of what I thought. But, uh, and they – and, Randy, they – you know, when they came – so they, they came out, they had KJ with the first group the whole time. The second group came out, and they had – you know, they ran six plays. They had uh, – I believe they had Fortin for three, and then I think they had Criswell for three. Maybe it was four and two, and then Criswell also operated with the third team for a couple plays, and then Malachi Singleton came in after that. But I would just be really surprised when it's all said if it's not Criswell as the number two guy. And and plus, like, if everything's equal, you know, Fortin's out of eligibility after this year. You know, so you got you got to be thinking about your future at quarterback also. And if your future isn't going to be here next year, then, you know, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to bring Criswell in, not have him be the backup, and then, you know, Kate Fortin's gone next year. I've got to take future quarterbacks for Arkansas may want to pay attention 
and really any high school athletes, but I think that's, that's uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, Trey, but today uh, Speaker of the House Matthew Shepard uh, presented a bill to expand the state's law that allows college athletes to profit name, image, and likeness to include some high school students. Now, here's the, uh, here's the teaser, if you will. House Bill 1649 would expand the law to include high school students who have signed a national letter of intent or similar agreement or have been accepted to a college or university. So is that saying, let, let's just uh, take one of our uh, a Walker White. I love when White. the government gets involved in sports. Go ahead. Yeah. Or Grayson Wilson. <laughs> Me too. Would this make sense for them to take advantage of this and go ahead and either sign or commit to the University of Arkansas? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, um, I, 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 don't, I have not had a chance to really delve into this, but – I think I, mean, I think I, anybody should be able to make money, like whether they're signed to a university or not, they should be able to make money off their name, image, likeness if, if they can. You can do it in whatever else. I mean, if you're a child actor, you know, you're making money. Um, you know, if you're a, a gymnast, I guess, most of them, the, you know, the elite ones are, you know, in their teens, I guess, and not even in college. You know, they can have endorsements and stuff. So... The problem with the name, image, likeness stuff is is basically when you get to the point of just buying players and it's not like you're not, you know, players aren't making money because of their, you know, name, image, likeness. They're making money because somebody wants them to come play for their mm -hmm. school, you know, before they're ever marketable. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's... That's that's where the problem is. It's you know you're basically just buying players. You know if if somebody has you know is in high school and they have a huge social media following or or something like that and they've you know become a, a personality of, of sorts then you know that's then they should make what that you know their far, fair market value is for that. But when it comes to college sports, you, you know we're just dealing with you know collectives. Washing money and paying players with it—that's that's all it is. Mm. Well, you'll be interested because I'm like you. Getting the government involved in athletics is not a good idea. But the new president of the NCAA has already met with at least nine senators from both parties, Republican and Democrat, to talk to them about legislation. And they've never been receptive before, but they appear to be receptive now. So mm. I don't know what that means. I know there needs to be some kind of oversight, but I'm like you. When you get the government involved, you never know how that's going to turn out. I just hope that everybody got a good picture, shaking everybody's hands and smiling for the cameras. That's the that's the important part. No, I think I think reaching he did over it with, the aisles and no, all that he did good it without stuff. a lot of acclaim. In fact, the only place <laughs> oh, I've he did, seen he any, did it wrong. Uh, yeah, the only place I've seen the story is on Sports Illustrated's website, and they named the senators that he'd been with. So, um, interesting. We'll see. That is crazy. I mean, I, like I said, I haven't had a chance to read the story thoroughly, but I think that was the gist of it. And uh, certainly I hope. Oh, beginning stages. 
beginning stages. Yeah. 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 So this was not a passed bill. This was just a bill right. that is now open for debate. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes better sense. Um, you were talking the other day, Trey, about uh, a nice, tight spiral by Jacoby Criswell. Yes. How does he throw the deep ball? I don't know that I've seen him really connect on anything super deep. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I remember anything super deep that he connected on, but it all comes out with a lot of velocity and a very tight, nice spin. I mean, he's got a nice, clean throwing motion and a nice, tight spiral. I mean, probably the best on the team. There apparently was a collision that went on between a couple of the receivers. Mm-hmm. Any update on that? Uh, they both came back in. Okay. Yeah, I, I saw that. I try to avoid, you know, talking about sure. injuries um, from practice just because they've, you know, for us to be allowed into practice, they've asked that, that one thing that we not comment on until Pittman has a chance. But obviously there were people there and that, that got out. But, uh, yeah, they were. it was a deep ball. Uh, I can't remember who threw it. But it was a deep ball, probably 50 yards. I think it was KJ. Um, but, yeah, Andrew Armstrong and Tyrone Broden both, you know, were laying on the ground for a little while, but they both came back in later. Is it by, I'm, I'm guessing, just to get tape at this particular point, but I'm looking down at the, at the uh, reception yards, and, I mean, there's – I love the fact they're using Rocket Sanders. I think they – they need to use more. They threw to the backs a lot. That was the one thing that I think that stood out to me uh, in the 36 plays was how many times they threw to the running backs. I like that. I think that's <laughs> you got some weapons out there. Utilize them. If you can get well, you know, AJ Rocket Green can catch it. Rocket out in the open field last year. Yeah, and AJ can catch it. And I mean, yeah, you've got some guys that can. I mean, Dominic Johnson when he gets healthy. He's shown that he can catch the ball and make plays in the passing game, too. So, By the way, Trey, on YouTube TV, you can now have at least two yeah, games multi- going at one time. Multi-view. I've been taking advantage of it. I love it. Yeah, it's nice. Have a great weekend, Trey. That's straight right. video of Hogsports.com.